Welcome to the Layer East podcast. My name is Ron. I will be your host. Layer East is a co-working space located in Soho, New York. We exist to support New York tech communities, specifically in the areas of blockchain, big data, and AI. The purpose of this podcast is to provide valuable information on each of these verticals. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Today I have my good friend Diego, he's in Italy. Um, we're going to talk about Cryptalia, what they're doing, and also we're going to talk about blockchain in Europe and in the US and some regulation stuff. So without further ado, Diego. Hello everyone. Thank you, Ram, for having me. My pleasure. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, I'm Diego. I live in Bergamo today. Um, it's um, well, it's it, it has become known in uh, in the US because it was one of the first and one of the most affected city in Italy for uh, for the coronavirus. And but well, we are uh, everything. Uh, we are everyone goods now. Uh, working from home since like well, it was March the eighth, so a long time working from home. So we like adjusted everyone to being on Skype and uh, or Zoom meetings and and things like that and working very comfortably in uh, t-shirts like today. So it is a good thing and not only wearing a suit. <laughs> Times have changed, definitely. Times changes, yes. This is very good because we were already prepared. As we are a digital company, we were already prepared to be able to work from home without disruptions. And this has been, well, no issues on the business side, this side of the business. Of course, customers and clients, well, are close. So uh, we have difficulties in that, but we are still working and still doing our job. So this is good. This is very good. Right. I noticed that I, I get a lot more work done now than I did before because... I'm constantly working. There's nothing else to do or watch yeah. your work and eat. <laughs> well, fortunately, I have three kids, three small kids, so I have to also pay attention to them. And, um, well, I love to have them uh, around me all, all day long. It's very, it's very nice. But I try to uh, stop the computer uh, at 7 p.m. And then, well, if I have more work to do, I, 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 I will... Uh, I would do that after dinner. So um, it is good to have a stop and just stay with the family if you can. And well, it's um, like uh, mandatory for me. At, at seven, I stop at least for two hours so I can be with the family and like like every day uh, before uh, the crisis. And that's it. Super important. So um, yes. tell me, what, what is Cryptalia? How it started exactly? What you're doing? Yes, so um, Cryptalia was born, the idea of Cryptalia in uh, 2014. I was working in, uh, in Chile. Um, I spent a lot of years of my life of my life working abroad. So I spent like 16 years in Barcelona, in Spain, then seven years in Santiago, in Chile. Then I lived also in, uh, in India and uh, in Argentina and, and other countries. Um, and in 2014, I was working for... Um, as a customer for a big bank and they ask us um, to understand what Bitcoin is and understand what the blockchain is and what could the blockchain and Bitcoin 
be able to do for them. So I was already a believer in Bitcoin. So um, I jumped into this project uh, with Head and Earth. And we were talking about how this bank could leverage the blockchain technology for doing good for, for them and also for their customers. And they started having an idea and say, okay, we can put monetary value, so money on the blockchain to transfer easily. This is what Bitcoin do, basically, is value uh, and transfer easily without intermediaries. And why not other financial assets? Um, so if you remember in 2014, there were, there were not yet uh, the tokenization of assets. So Ethereum was just a, a yellow paper. And uh, my idea was, last, was using blockchain and using the Bitcoin to transfer um, financial products, like, for example, debt products or bonds. So when, I, when we returned in Italy with the family in 2017, I left my company. I just did an exit because it was the company I founded in uh, 1996. And we decided to uh, start a new venture in, uh, in blockchain. So that's why Cryptalia was born. So th the main idea was to use blockchain technology to transfer financial assets uh, using blockchain. So the idea was born in 2014. We start working on the platform in March 2017. And uh, while we went online, uh, uh, just at the end of December last year, so we are online now uh, three or four months. So that's oh, the project. A long road. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what's the state of Cryptalia right now? How, how is it going? Yeah. So what we do is um, we just put um, loans from uh, small and medium enterprises and small and medium companies on the blockchain to let people buy pieces of those loans. So imagine you are a small company in Italy doing something or in Europe in general, and you need $100,000 just to finance a new project that you are willing to do. And you go to your bank and your bank says, no, you have to put um, personal guarantees and, um, well, the tax, uh, the, the time will be six to eight months just to get the money on your bank. And uh, you have to put a warranty. So you have to, um, I don't know, put a loan on your own house. And, well, sometimes the entrepreneur doesn't want to do that. Okay. And also for more important uh, loans. So if you have to ask 1 million euros, well, you don't have a house that is valued at 1 million euros, perhaps, to, to use as a warranty, as a collateral of your loan. So they come to us and we tokenize this loan and we sell it to the public. So it's like a, a crowdfunding or crowdlending um, for people. You go to our page, you see the projects, and if you have 1,000 euros, uh, you can invest in this kind of project. The good thing is that we use blockchain, we tokenize everything. So um, it's all transparent and you see all the token holders. And you can also, in a, secondar in a secondary market, sell if you have invested in one loan. So you are not invested forever, but you can decide in a given point, if you need the money, to sell it uh, at a discount if you want, or even at, uh, at a premium. So you are not obliged to, 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 to sell at the par. Mm? So this is a very good thing, and it's more transparent, it's more fair, 
we charge an interest, of course, for the investor who, who is buying the the loans. But well, it's um, it's 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 because we we have to to leave. Also, it's part of our service, and uh, the investor. It's free for the investors, so you just invest its money and uh, you get the returns back. So this is what we do for uh, small and medium enterprises, basically. It's working right now. Yes, it's working. We already financed the first project. That is also a new thing uh, in um, in Italy. So because there are other platforms that are doing crowd lending, but normally are projects that are, I don't know, three, three to five years, okay? This is the normal project from established companies. So you need at least three to four uh, balances of financial in- income statements to present to the company that is lending you the money. But if you are a startup and you have no uh, balance sheets, you cannot access to loans, okay? Right. So it is very hard to access loans. And we found a product that is very loved by startups that are bridge loans. So imagine that there is a startup that has a, a round, um, an equity round in place for six months or nine months. Okay, so this is the usual times that we have here in Europe for a for an equity round. That's a little uh, more. Uh, time than probably you are uh, used in the US. So this, this bridge loan lets the company live and works and uh, continues to improve without giving the equity on an early, on early stage. It's like a comfortable note, okay? But at the end, we don't want the equity, so we just want the money. So we let everyone, starting from 20 euros, to invest wow. in this kind of product. And uh, startups are really not in this kind of product because it's it's new, okay? There is not, and we have already closed the first two projects with that. The first one was a, a startup that's called Plus Biomedicals that is doing biomedical devices and closed it 40,000 40, euros in less, in less than one month. And the second one is another uh, innovative startup it's called Rosso21 that is doing also a project for 30,000 euros that we are closing this, this Sunday. So at the moment, we are regulated for doing this kind of job, but we are regulated only uh, in Europe, okay? So because regulation in Europe are, um, are very strict when you manage fiat money. And we use also fiat money. So we, we, are, we, we don't use only crypto, but we use fiat money just to give the company the fiat money that needs to pay expenses right. and then its employees. This is what we do. So the process is for the company, they would apply on your platform, right? They would submit, yes. they would submit some financials or how, how would that work? Yes, they submit, um, they apply, they submit information. We have uh, talks with the companies, either our startups or established business. We analyze if they have the financial statements. We, we do one-one normally. We, we talk with them, we, uh, even if they are not in the same region of us. Well, we do uh, video conferences, so we will do and already that. Just to know the entrepreneur, if, um, because we invest also. So we invest in each loan that is published on the platform. But this is just to assure also the, the, the other um, investors 
that we do not publish everything, okay? Because we don't publish scams because we do a legal uh, review of every company. Uh, we don't publish uh, companies that we wouldn't invest, okay? So we are investors in each and every co uh, company that we list there. So we do the very um, strict due diligence um, of over 100 projects. We just publish five. So it's, wow, <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, so, so this is the ratio. Each company gets vetted by you guys. In addition to that, you are also investing in the company. Exactly. So you're not just yep. listing companies and then, you know, letting people just throw their money away. You're really standing behind all of these companies. Exactly. And we, we try to support them because most of the companies, you know, the tissue of, um, of, uh, of the entrepreneurship in Europe and in Italy especially, you have a lot of entrepreneurs that are uh, first generations. Uh, and most of them don't have a, a, a business uh, career. So they are very good doing something. Okay. So for example, um, both of the startups that we have, but also the third company that is raising 100 Ks, they are very good at what they're doing. They're very expert on their job, but they are not very, 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 very um, skilled in the financial aspect of the business. So we try also to help them. Okay, this is part of the business. When we try, when we raise money for them for this, we try to stay behind them and still have calls, and um, try to be very supportive on their needs, not only in the financials but also in the running the business with the money that they have just raised. Okay, so this is one of the aspects that we love to do. We love to do a very um, local like local community, you know, we work in all Italy. So we have a company from, from all Italy now because we are expanding also to other countries in Europe. But what we want to do is small companies are really the backbone of the Italian economy and the European economy. So 70% of the uh, GDP of Italy is made from small and medium enterprises, 70%. And Small and medium enterprises employees 80% of the people. So it, it's the backbone of our economy. If you don't finance this kind of company, we are going bankrupt. <laughs> we have to do that for our own sake. I didn't realize that you guys do all of that. Um, also, you know, support the companies because I know I'm in the software business and engineers get together, super smart people. They're like, oh, we have a brilliant idea. Let's make this thing. Let's do it. It's an awesome idea. But there's yeah. no business sense at all. There's no, you know, there's no financial sense, no marketing, no, no business sense at all. Like, let's create this great thing and it'll be awesome and we'll make tons of money. But it usually doesn't work that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this is part of our core business. And what we love to do is, is, is being a pop. I always say the same thing. We want to get back to uh, a virtuous circle, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, so today the economy is going on a, um, on a vicious circle. So we're going down and down and yeah. down and down. So this is not good. And well, this is what we love to do. And what we, our mission is, is just to use the technology that we have today to help that happened. Okay, so by using blockchain, we also remove a lot of intermediaries, and we plan to do soon when we could also transfer fiat money on blockchain directly without 
going through a, a money, electronic money institution, let's, it will be so direct that there will be really no intermediaries. So we will be just a web page publishing the project. Okay, right. So <laughs> this is the idea. And the one who crafted the smart contracts, of course. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and also that reduces costs, right, as well. Yes, yes. So it sounds so, awesome. Um, it's very, very expensive raising money. So one product that we are doing is also the mini bonds. So corporate bonds are a good product, both, both investor side and also the company wide. Because a bond lets you finance a big project, what's called normally project finance. You know, I don't know, you have $50 million in new machines that you have to buy. And then you have the money and you pay just the interest, the coupon, the ticket every month or every six months. And then you have, at the end of the period, four years, five years, you pay back the capital. Okay, so this is a very good product. Both the investors, because it's fixed income, okay? Then you can trade it. You have a yield to maturity. You can, okay, this is a good company. The bond is going on for five years. Um, two are past. The company is in good shape. So I invest in this company. And the price is going up, probably. Or the price, the price may go down because imagine that you need the money, you want to sell it. But there are very good limitations, very great limitation. From the investor point of view, the minimum ticket is $100,000 normally or 100,000 euros. So not every investor has this pocket money to invest in, to diversify also into three different bonds. So if I have, a, I don't know, 50 case to invest, well, I cannot access it. So if, if I want to also diversify. And from the company, it's very difficult to uh, um, publish and to issue a bond for 2 million euros, for example. It's so expensive that it's not worth it. So mm -hmm. it, it may cost you 15% of the cost of the bond. So you, it's, it's, it makes no financially sense. So we tried by reducing a lot of costs, reducing the intermedi intermediaries, us becoming the only intermediary on the company and the investor by the use of the blockchain technology, we try to make that very, very cheap and affordable to also small, smaller companies. Okay, We saw that in the direct lending market, in the financial market that has been growing the size of the funds and also becoming smaller the size of the operations. Okay, So we want to be a, just a step additional step in making the um, the size of those loans smaller. Okay, this is another of our own goals with the issuance of uh, mini bonds in the blockchain. Is, is that, that's not functional yet or is that functional? No, not yet functional because we need another regulation to be <laughs> able to do that. Yes. I would guess that, you know, you have to yes. do a lot of regulations for that, right? Yes. Yes, but it's not becoming a lawyer. Nah, this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a great idea. Also, so then it would. What would be the barrier to entries uh, for for small investors? So you wouldn't need a hundred thousand. What would be? Would there be a minimum you would need to invest? We'd ask twenty bucks. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Yes, you can buy, you can diversify, you can put, I don't know, if you have $1,000, you know, sitting on the bank doing nothing, right. okay, earning you zero. Well, you can say, well, this, this price is giving me 8%, this one is giving me 12%. Well, I invest $50 here, $100 here. So, right. and not, not only long term. So, you have projects for six, nine months, one year, 18 months, uh, four years, five years. 
and different kinds of projects, also classical loans, when you get paid back the capital and also the the interest on or projects where the, the capital is paid, it's like bullets paid all at the end. So you can decide and diversify. It's not a box. It's not a fund. When you, you right. put the money, you don't know what is inside. Yeah. You decide. So it's uh, up to you. And also we show all the information about the project. We do um, uh, an investment teaser that is very common in uh, the investment market. Uh, so it's the same format of a standard investment teaser. And it's available for the people to check it. So if they ask us uh, also for the documentation, we can send them. Okay, We, we don't have made them public because because of GDPR, we don't want to share information if it's not asked and it's not registered to us it. Right. Okay, so... Well, what we do is, um, well, there is an investor interested in the financial uh, projections and the business plan of one of the companies that we are listing. If they ask us, we send them. That's great. Traditionally, investors or funds, hedge funds, they're able to leverage uh, bonds, which are pretty safe investments, right? Normally, yes. they're pretty safe investments. Um, so you bring that down to uh, people who are not... I know in America, you have to be an accredited investor, I believe, right? Exactly. So you don't need to be an accredited investor, but you can still participate in, exactly. this, in this type of instrument. That's that's amazing. That's great. So yeah. what there's a, there's a timeline for that yet? Yeah, well, um, we are doing that regulation with the Portugal authorities. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, in Europe... Just until one year ago, um, we had just one uh, sandbox, a regulatory sandbox. It was the UK one. Mm. So what is a regulatory sandbox? I don't know if you have something similar in the US, but well, uh, regulation in Europe is you have local regulation and then you have European regulation. So the, the European Union decides something and then each state has to implement it. Right. inside its own law system, okay? So imagine that the European Union decides that the prospectus law is um, uh, necessary above above 8 million euros uh, for security. So if you are emitting a security of 5 million euros, you don't need prospectus. Then each country has to implement it, okay? Uh, has to deploy, okay, to use a, an IT term, yeah. uh, this regulation inside their legal system. So this varies in times. So Italy, for example, the one of the 8 million euros for the prospectus law did that in, um, I don't know, October 2017 or 2018, do remember. Uh, France did it in uh, September. Spain is doing it this year, 2020. Other countries are not in the pipeline for doing that. They have a, they have a time limit right. for doing that, but, well, it's not... But when they do, they have to do that inside the timeline that the European Commission says. So say that we have common frameworks for something and we have independent regulation for others. Okay, so crowd lending and crowdfunding is independent for each country. So we are we are we start in Italy with the regulation of the Bank of Italy, and we are starting also in Spain with the regulation of the Bank of Spain plus the uh, SAC uh, in Spain that is called the CNMMB. And also, Portugal created a sandbox. Okay, this sandbox is our—it's a place where you are 
under the eyes of the regulators, okay, both, both the Bank of uh, Portugal and the uh, Security Commissions of Portugal, this is called CMDM, and you can do your work, okay, and you are under their umbrella, okay, but you have no regulation yet, okay, because you are doing a test with them, okay, right. you have constantly meeting with them to see what you're doing, how you're doing, if it does apply, if it does not apply. This, this probably lasts one year, one year and a half. So Sandbox will be, all, we had only the UK. And then um, Lithuania did a Sandbox. Italy has approved one, but it's not yet operative. Then Spain is thinking of one. And Portugal, just yesterday, um, the, the, the parliament decided to, to start with that. And we are already working with this Portuguese regulator in a very great project that is called FinLab, Portugal FinLab, that is just do, uh, with five startups. Wow. Okay, we, we are one of these startups to try to, to, to get help from them. And they, they understand us, they listen to us, and this is very, very good. It's super amazing. So sitting on the same table with a um, security commission, with an um, insurance commissioner, and also with the Bank of the States, and talking the same language and trying to figure it out how your product will work in their state, it's very, it's invaluable. So I, I'm 44, I never see that something <laughs> in my life. So it's very good, you know? So I'm very happy with that. So we will start with the project you ask, with the bonds one, we'll start probably in Portugal, okay? That's great. Okay, so let, this is a good segue to how does, so it seems like the European regulators are more open to this, to the blockchain, right? Mm. Um, how does this compare to the U.S.? I've, I know you were here and you were trying to, to, to talk to the U.S. regulators and attorneys, so how does that compare to the U.S.? Yes. So last summer we spent three months in New York. Um, just um, we, we were being accelerated by ERA, okay, the Entrepreneurs Roundtable Accelerator uh, in New York. It's been an amazing experience, and we try to understand very, very, very well what the regulations are in uh, in the U.S. for for our uh, product. Okay, so and there are a lot of limitations. Uh, you said one that you have you have to go to the accredited investors. So this is reduce the amount of people that can be an investor on your, on your platform. And then you have the definition of, uh, of how the securities are issued. So the issue of the, of the security has to go to the SEC and has to, go, has to get the approval for that. So it makes things a lot more difficult because we don't issue the securities. It's just a company by itself, okay, that is in Europe, right. issuing this kind of security, he has not to go to the market saying to the regular, so to the market regulator to say, hey, I have this security, I want to sell it. Why? Because it is a standard security here. So in the US, it's, it's different. So I think that there are um, some regulations in the States that, are, that we could fit in, but are very difficult. Right. So we are still studying the way to be present in the U.S. And we maybe think, um, we, we, we plan to do that by the end of 2020. I think we are moving that, if not six months, one year, okay, at least. And uh, 
but we have it in, in, in the pipeline very, very, very well. Okay, because uh, there is no product like that for the retail investor in the US. So we think that could be very interesting to have a platform where you can sell and buy bonds, okay, like you do on with a bank, but in a decentralized way. And being compliant, so we want to be compliant. We don't. We don't want to be uh, absolutely outside the law and say, okay, it's uh, just well, it's it's here. It's we want to be compliant. Mm. So, to U.S. investors, you would be able to offer your services. But what about to U.S. companies? Is that even more difficult yeah. because of regulation? No, we could put U.S. companies in our platform if we if we want to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are already platforms that are doing that from Italian platform, for example. There is an equity crowdfunding, so like the Reg CF in the States, an equity crowdfunding platform that is creating, um, that is doing uh, projects in uh, Miami, for example, real estate project developments in Miami. So they are selling equity from the U.S. company to Italian investors. They do that with a trick. So they, they have created an SPV, okay? And then the SPV is the one who invests on the American project. But this is, is a trick, but this is a legal trick. So um, the SPV is very common to use. See, SPV stands for uh, Special Purpose Vehicle. So it's like a company that you create just for one thing, okay? Special purpose. And then you close it. The good thing about SPV, at least in Europe, is that our tax transparent so they don't pay taxes okay oh, wow. the end investors pay taxes and not the company itself so it's not expensive it's not an expensive um, vehicles or medium to achieve your your goal so we could be able to offer uh, financing to u.s company um, soon i think just having an, an spv and we could do that okay so we are open to all of europe so it's big market already, but well, we, we could be able to do that using an SPV. Wow. That's amazing. The last thing we wanted to touch on is the uh, crowdfunding and lending with blockchain. Um, exactly. What's the state of crowdfunding on the blockchain today? Yeah. So a lot of people say us that we, we don't need a blockchain for doing that. And I agree. So it's, uh, it's true. If, for just crowdfunding and crowdlending, you don't need a, a blockchain. You just need a database, okay? And uh, you need um, also an electronic money institution or a payment institution to handle your fiat. And what's the point in putting a, um, the blockchain layer on it? Well, it's part of our philosophy that we think that by using the blockchain, it's the blockchain is our database and it's your database. So it's everyone's database. So it's so transparent that you don't need, you have to need the, the database. So you don't trust me, you trust the, the blockchain, you verify the blockchain. So um, I'm very believer of uh, don't trust verify. So, uh, and we want to use it just because we don't want to be they intermediary in saying that you have invested in that, that you have earned X or N uh, money from a project. We wanted that to be the fairest possible by using the blockchain. So I think it is a long way uh, to, it's a long work to do, okay? It's not, 
it's not 2018 when uh, every ICO project in the world was saying that we are going to change the world. We are doing that in two years and then we'll be everything that decentralized. I think we'll take 10 years at least. It's like the internet in, in its earliest stages. You know, right. when, when, when the internet was born, I remember one company in Spain that was doing everything that Amazon is doing today. Mm-hmm. So 20 years before, evidently this company goes bankrupt. Okay, it lasted less than one year. Why? Well, it was not the time. The customer was not prepared to, to use Amazon. So they have no customers. They, they had, I remember them. I was living in Barcelona, a very nice uh, smart, you know, the, the, the mini car that yeah. is very common in Europe, um, two seaters. And, and well, they were um, delivering books and uh, videos and flowers and whatever you want in two hours. So wow. it was amazing. It was uh, 2000, the year 2000, 20 years ago. So you buy online and you get in two hours a book in your, in your house, in your house. So it was incredible. But of course, he didn't get up. So I think the same thing is happening. So we had our bubble bursting in the blockchain arena and we had our uh, ICO dooms. Okay. I, I never believe in ICOs, but because I'm very... I don't know. I'm, I'm very unbeliever of everything. So I say, okay, see, they're raising money. It's a lot of money. I started companies before. A company doesn't need $20 million the first day that it's opening for doing something, to do, to do something. So I was saying, it's just a lot of money going in and probably it's not going anywhere. And uh, for the crowdfunding and crowdlending with blockchain, I think the discourse will be different in a couple of three or four or five years, probably. So when we will be using, I hope, uh, our wallets really every day, not like, well, we are using Revolut that is also present in the US today or other uh, company that you are sending money with the, with the cell phone. So I think that we'll be able to use blockchain really for what it is, or so cryptocurrencies for paying, investing, and uh, doing that, not only in the complex situation like the Bitcoin ETFs that right. someone is trying to create, no? But this is our point of view. Probably I'm wrong, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody has a crystal ball. So, <laughs> but we believe, we really believe it. All right, this is great. This has been very valuable, I think. I'm interested, from my point of view, I would love to participate in what you're doing. From what I heard today, it's it's not going to be very easy for me to do that, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You no, know, they did change regulations recently for accredited investors, right, in the U.S. Yeah. But it's it's really not there yet. Yes, I saw that, and uh, well, we expect to be able to do that. We expect to do that by the end of this year. So to come back to the U.S. and try to open. Uh, our markets there and well it's a very difficult thing to do so it's not easy and well we'd love to also to have the opportunity to other investors from other countries help and in our projects so this is uh, this will be good i i'm a strong believer of uh, financial freedom right so and and no borders in, uh, in investing. So I think it is not fair that some people, because just have been lucky on being born 
uh, in one place has access to something and the other not. So, right. and, uh, it's, it's, it's not on a socialist point of view, uh, not at all, but just, um, I think Much both of point of view. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's you have to, you need to access. I don't, I don't want to be. If I want to invest in one company in uh, in China or in, uh, in the US or Singapore and in London, well, I can do that. But a lot of people don't have access to a lot of financial products that are good, right. and I think they are not made public or available to them not because they are. Um, risky or too risky or too complex to understand. There is not complex to understand in a bond. Right. Okay. So it's less risky than investing in the, in the Amazon stock, for example, or the Zoom stock. If you pick the wrong Zoom, <laughs> what happens? <laughs> you know, it is, it's very common. It's, a lot of people did pick the wrong Zoom to invest in and it jumped 1,000% in a couple of months. So this is just crazy what happened. And then you have the the, the, the oil that is going uh, right. below zero. So yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So And bonds are, well, it's very simple product compared to that. And you as a retail investor or us as a retail investor, we don't have access to it. And this is really, it's really no good. So when, what they do, a lot of companies are packaging a lot of uh, bonds of that in right. funds, funds of funds, mutual funds, blah, blah, blah. So you buy quotes of these funds and you finance their yachts on the yeah. New York it's <laughs> <laughs> called a battery park yeah. Uh, marina yeah, yeah. so yeah. and where are the clients yachts <laughs> uh, I always yeah. say the same thing you know but I, I translated it with a financial advisor of uh, my friend Matteo for example which car asks your financial advisor and he says well uh, he changes he changes car every six months and you <laughs> <laughs> you know that yeah. and probably he, he doesn't have a Maserati uh, the financial advisor but he's a better car than mine so why that <laughs> it's very I, good that she's not for, of course no <laughs> I think yeah I think you're absolutely right the regulations I don't think in, intentionally but regulations favor people who have more money right so yeah. if you have a lot of money then you you have access to make your money work for you better, which exactly. is not great because, you know, people who don't have a lot of money should also have their money working for them, right? Exactly. Your, your money is sitting in the bank. The bank is using your money to make money, but exactly. your money is not making any money. So I also thought that cryptocurrencies gave a lot of people access to buy something that grew in value. And exactly and not have to have either be regulated or have a lot of money. But I think we need regulation, but we need regulation that, that's equal for everyone, that everyone is on an equal footing, right? So I think what I you're doing is, is one step forward towards that end. And I also think that Europe is very open to, to blockchain and innovation. And I think it's going to work there very well. And when the U.S. sees that it's working really well in Europe, they will have no choice but to mm -hmm. but to also create new regulations that allow these types of businesses to exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when we were in New York, we participated at a very good event. It was called uh, Blockchain and the Low. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. That was the Cardoso University in New York? Mm -hmm. um, very good law university, and. Someone from the SEC, I don't remember who, said that, well, the SEC has to work to make 
to use the blockchain in the good way. And we have to work very well in it for not losing our hegemony in the financial market. So things like that, it, it was not the exact word, but, but it's very good. It's very, it's very in the point. So you say, if the US regulators doesn't do their homework on getting on the train of the blockchain, it's very difficult that it will be surpassed by other countries, but well, everything could happen, you know? There's, right. Some countries could take the, um, the innovation path and, and disrupt something before than the US. So I think that the, regulator, the regulators in the US also ask, they have in mind that. They know that they have to do that. I think it's very difficult because every state has its different regulators. So in New York, there is the, I was called the crypto license. Yeah, um, it's not the bit license, I think they call the it. The bit license, exactly, sorry. And uh, well, every state has its differences. So if you want to go nationwide in the US, well, it's not easy. <laughs> I think it's easier in Europe today. Even as well, Europe, uh, we don't speak all the same language. And it seems that even if we are translated, we don't get very well the Germans and neither do they get very well us. Or <laughs> so we have their very opposite point of view on, on the economics. Right. Um, but well, that's a joke because of everything that is going on these days with the Euro bonds, the Corona bonds and the access to the European stability mechanism. Well, it's, it's a mess, really. Yeah. It's very complex. So the Germans say, no, you don't have access to that. And southern countries like Spain, Italy, and also France, strangely, they are with us this time. They say, no, we don't, don't want to use this time because this kind of project is not up. So it's, it's a mess. But well, we are, more, we are trying to be more united on the regulation point of view. So I hope that this is going to be applied by the regulator with blockchain also in Europe in, in the next years. So we are working in, in that. I love to post it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is great. This has been awesome. I learned a lot, really. And, um, and I have a much better understanding of what you're doing and what your product is. So I'm very Thank happy. So I wish you all the success. I hope you stay healthy in your family. Thank you, Ron. And uh, I'm the same for you. So a big hug to all New Yorkers and stay strong. 